Welcome to another episode of the Heart of the Jungle podcast. Today in Bengals news, Joe Burrow projected to be ranked 10th in the league by Pro Football Focus, according to projected pass numbers. He has a good receiving core. A.J. Green's healthy and ready to play. There's a new sense of energy to this team where I think they will want to bring it to teams rather than being on the defensive like they have in the past. Today we're going to talk projections and my thoughts on the Bengals' upcoming season. Today, just the first eight games. But before we get into that, go ahead and give us a follow. Pod Jungle on Twitter. Heart of the Jungle Pod on Instagram. I'm your host, Mason, and today, like I said, we're talking upcoming Bengals season, so let's just get into it. They opened the season at home against the Chargers. Not sure who the Chargers quarterback's going to be on week one. It could be Taylor. It could be the quarterback that they drafted. Who knows? This is going to be the first real test for Joe Burrow. Chargers have made tremendous strides in the secondary. The addition of Chris Harris Jr. But there's an excitement that's going to be there the first the first week. Joe Burrow is selling jerseys like no Bengals player has done in the past that we've seen in the last 10 years. It's his first game. He's excited. The crowd's getting up for it. There's just going to be a sense of energy because he does get to open in Paul Brown, and I think the Bengals are going to be able to take this. I'm excited to see how he does against his first test. As I said, they they added Chris Harris Jr. Along with other great secondary pieces, it's going to be a good test for not only Joe Burrow, but A.J. Green. You know, he's coming back from an injury. He hasn't played in a while. Out in Tate. You know, Tyler Boyd. These are guys that are going to have to get back into the swing of things here, and they have a great secondary to start it off with. Week two, the Bengals take on the Browns on Thursday night. Joe Burrow, primetime game, second week, second NFL game, outside of preseason, of course. They're heading to Cleveland. The Browns have a history of starting slow and having to make it up on the back half, and I don't think that's going to change this year. Baker is not a mature quarterback. He doesn't have the ability, in my opinion, to make tough decisions. And with the additions of Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, and the Bengals' backfield, I think he will be forced into mistakes. Like I said, they start slow, and they have to make it up. And this is, again, you remember the first week of the season last year, they played the Titans and got beat. I don't have it pulled up with me now. I think it was 42-13 to 13 or something of that nature. And Delaney Walker after, you know, was talking about how they were so hyped up in the offseason, and that's kind of happening again just to get destroyed in the first week. And I, I don't think that's going to change this year. I think they take the they take, the Bengals take the first week. They get rolling a little bit here. Big primetime game. Fans are getting up. Cleveland's not that far away. You know, Bengals fans will make the drive to see Joe Burrow play on Thursday night. It's going to be in front of the whole country. Everyone's going to be watching. Of course, this is the season right now. Obviously, there could be things that change here in the near future where I've seen where they may take the first four games of the season and move them to the last four and start at week five. That could be the case, and that could change how everything goes. Um, The Bengals take on the Baltimore Ravens week five. That would not be a good way to start the season. That would not put the Bengals 
in a point where they could take an advantage early in the season, where they can have a winning record. So obviously that could change with this virus. So I think the I think the Bengals will take it on Thursday night against the Browns. Like I said, Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, they will force Baker to make tough decisions, and I don't think he's matured enough to be able to do that. Week three, the Bengals travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles and Carson Wentz. He's a proven quarterback in this league with a top-tier coach in Doug Peterson. I don't think that the Bengals are mature enough or have the team chemistry to be able to go into Philly and beat the Eagles. This is a Super Bowl-winning coach in Doug Peterson versus a second-year coach after going almost winless the season before with a rookie quarterback. And I know that he is very hyped and Burrow is very hyped. And I am right there with you guys. But he's still a rookie quarterback. NFL games move a lot faster than college games. So I think that although I have them winning the first two games, Doug Peterson's kind of a different animal when it comes to head coaches. So I got him starting out two and one here. Let's go to week four. The Jaguars come to Cincy. If Minshew is the starting quarterback for the Jaguars when they come to Cincinnati, the Jaguars will not win that game. Now, you know, we still have plenty of time from here until they week one even. Or when the Jaguars come to Cincinnati. A lot of things can happen. I don't know if I would trust Gardner Minshew to be my starting quarterback. He does have moments where he shows that he can be a starting quarterback. I've seen some highlights where he's able to roll out of the pocket and make throws on the run, but he also has a habit of trying to get out of the pocket when there's no need to. He is in a pocket where his offensive line is protecting him, and he has plenty of time, and he rolls out to the right. There was a red zone play where I saw that, where he did throw the touchdown, but there's a thousand things that could have gone wrong to the one thing that went right because he rolled out so quickly. So I think that the Bengals will be able to take that game. I think they, as long as they get good pass rush up front and flush Minshew out of the pocket, which although he likes to play there, is not necessarily his strength, he will also make mistakes. Kind of the same thing with Baker Mayfield, although I, Baker Mayfield is not getting out of the pocket anytime soon but they can force them to make mistakes it all works together the upfront people make the defensive line makes gets gets the quarterback under pressure good secondary defense it all works together to make the offense the opposing offense make mistakes so I got the Bengals taking that one next week the Bengals travel to Baltimore and the Bengals are not beating the Ravens this season Lamar Jackson is sensational. His ability to keep defenses guessing is something that we have not seen since Michael Vick, and it could be surpassing him. He's an MVP, obviously, but not just on the offensive end. They added Calais Campbell from the Jaguars on the defensive line, and the offensive line for the Bengals is not a strength of theirs. So trying to block an already tough defensive line and then adding Calais Campbell... It's not going to be something that's going to be fun or Joe Burrow's going to look forward to or the O-line's going to look forward to. So unless they can make, like I said, there's plenty of time between now and week one. 
They have time to upgrade, but as the roster stand now, the Bengals have no shot at beating the Ravens anytime throughout the season. So I don't have them winning that game. The Bengals then travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Now, here's the thing. The Colts, I think, are a very sound team, fundamentally sound team. I, I'm not a fan of Phillip Rivers. I don't, I don't think that he is a top-tier quarterback. I don't think he's a top-10 quarterback in this league. There's a reason the Chargers didn't want him. He's slow, and he, continuing, he continuously sets himself up in bad positions too often. He threw 20 picks last year, and I keep talking about this Bengals secondary. They upgraded dramatically, and they're going to make him make bad decisions. And here's the thing about Phillip Rivers. If you tell him that he can make this throw and there's a 3 in 10 chance that it gets completed and a 7 in 10 chance that it gets intercepted, he will make that throw 10 times in a row. Again and again. He continues. His decision making has just fallen off. 20 picks last year. That's not good. That's not good. I wouldn't want him in Cincinnati. I wouldn't want him for any team that I'm rooting for. And that I'm not a Philip Rivers hater. I used to like him. He he was a good quarterback in for the Chargers. But what does he want? You know, I I don't know. I, I don't I, I got the Bengals taking that one. And the secondary it's got to step up. I know I'm I'm talking them up here, but they gotta they gotta show out this season. They got some nice quarterbacks that we're going against here, and Lamar Jackson and. Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill even I know he's not a name that people like to consider a good quarterback but he had the Titans rolling last season alright let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here the Browns in Cincy like I said earlier I like that the Bengals play the Browns twice early I think that gives them a better shot to take two against them but this is week seven, and I think that Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield are starting to make things work. They're getting rolling a little bit here, and the off the off the field problems that the Browns usually have are solved by winning. And if they're winning, they're going to be rolling. The confidence is going to be there. The fan base is behind them, so I I think the the Browns will take this one. But still, that like I said, I it's good that the Bengals play them twice early. Because they start slow, they tend to have to make it up on the back half. Final game that we're going to be talking about today. And this is kind of just a rundown situation here for these games. Not really breaking down in depth because we don't know the rosters. Once the weeks come of the game, uh, um, I will be able to break it down more in depth use more football terminology but week eight the Bengals will be playing the Tennessee Titans at Paul Brown Derrick Henry is a top three running back in the NFL this team surprised a lot of people last year they didn't win their division but they ended up in the AFC championship game after beating they ended the Tom Brady era in New England they knocked off the MVP of the league and everyone's Super Bowl pick and they lost to the Super Bowl champions in the AFC Championship game. 
not a bad resume for a team that went, was it nine and seven? Not bad. Not bad at all. Derrick Henry, like I said, he's a top three running back in the NFL. When it comes to rushing, I'm not saying that he's great in the pass game. He's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not, you know, catching 20-yard passes. But when it comes to strictly rushing, he is up there with the best of them. And he is a power runner. You guys know. You guys watched it last year. He's a power runner. He will run right through you. The Bengals defense, it is it is built to stop the run. I talked about that in other podcasts. It is built to stop the run. But Derrick Henry is just a different animal. There's I, I don't maybe contain him. Maybe keep him to a hundred yards, but if he's breaking off for 50-yard runs, 25-yard runs. And here's the thing with Derrick Henry. It's not even that he breaks out for those big runs. It's that every time the Tennessee Titans give him the ball, he gets four or five. You can give it to him 30 times, and he'll get five yards of carry. He had more yards last season after contact, per rush, after contact, than Le'Veon Bell averaged per carry. Le'Veon Bell. And I know he had a down year, but it's still Le'Veon Bell. I don't think Derrick Henry's slowing down this season yet. I don't think he's slowing down this season. Now, do power runners last in this league? No. Do I think you need to pay running backs huge contracts? No. Unless they're a part of your pass game, which is a different conversation. But this season... He will still be up there, top three rushing. And I don't think the Bengals will be able to stop him completely. Not to mention the Titans, when they started Tannehill, they were rolling. I mean, they did not start out hot. I know I said that they smoked the Browns week one, but they were rolling with Tannehill under under center. Now, they lost. The Titans have lost their number one cornerback, Logan Ryan, and right tackle Jack Conklin. But I still think the Titans take this one. I think Derrick Henry will make up for an average right tackle. And it's going to come down to whether Joe Burrow can throw for 300-something yards. He's going to have to torch the secondary because they're not going to run. That If they try to play the power game versus the power game, they're going to lose every time. You can't go rush for rush with Derrick Henry. So, and Mike Vrabel is his defense is built. I mean, he knows what he's doing over there. So that's gonna cap it off for today. First eight games. I'm gonna do every Friday now, just once a week, because the news is slow now. So I'll have uh, take the next week, get some notes on the next eight games, and we will be back next Friday with the rest of the Bengals season and my final projections for their regular season record. Thanks so much for tuning in.